Things What Not To Watch is a bad movie review podcast containing strong language and adult themes. Listener discretion is advised. Not to watch, things what not to watch, things what not to watch, things what, what not to watch. It's things what not to watch. Okay, go. Chit chit, we're the ones who want to rewind every time. Okay, right, let's go. Let's do this. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to Things What Not To Watch, episode nine, and I'm Jared. And I'm Sam. What are we doing this week, Sam? So we watched uh, Run For Your Wife this week. Run From Your Wife? No, no, <laughs> no, no run, run For Your Wife. Yeah, so it's uh, rom-com. Rom-com, yeah. yeah. Uh, released, well, filmed in 2012, released in 2013. Danny Dyer's. Um, what, not Danny Dyer? <laughs> you schleg. <laughs> Yeah, it's a Danny Dyer film, like one of the many Danny Dyer films that he's been in over yeah. the years. I'll just yeah. uh, mention a few more here. Um, the Business, uh, Football Factory. Football Factory, lads, 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 lads. Yeah. Uh, Human Traffic. Human Traffic. Was uh, he in Human Traffic? Oh, yeah, fuck, he was yeah. in Human uh, yeah. He was um, Mop, or what was his name? Isn't it? Something like that, yeah. yeah. Um, nice one, brother. Mean Machine. Me, me <laughs> Dead Man Running, and loads of others. Goodbye, Charlie Bright. Oh, really? Yeah, that's actually a very good film. And numerous other ones, really. And now um, he's holding up the Queen Vic. He right? is, yeah. I think he's still, he's still there, isn't he? Get out of my pub. Yeah. <laughs> Schleg. Daddy <laughs> <laughs> Dyer, Queen Vic, Schleg. Yeah. yeah no, well, yeah. the cast for this one, it's uh, absolutely prolific. I mean... It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's just the, the amount of cameos in this film. Um, so we've got Danny Dyer, who plays John Smith, uh, obviously main character. He plays uh, a cabbie. And, uh, Creative well, name. Yeah. <laughs> John, John Smith. Yeah. Well, he's a cabbie, surely. What's his name? We'll call him John. John Smith. <laughs> then we've got um, Sarah, Sarah Harding. In fact, no, what I must do, I'm actually just going to read the synopsis for the film. So we've got some context as, as to who the, the actors and actresses are in this film. So... Summary here, I've got John Smith, played by Danny Dyer, has, has, been, <laughs> has been happily involved in a bigamous marriage for five years. He lives with Stephanie, played by Sarah Harding, in Finsbury, and Michelle, played by Denise Van Outen, in Stockwell. Fortunately for John, he's a taxi driver, which involves varying shift work. Simple? Well, when John unwittingly becomes a have-a-go hero, and the Finsbury and Stockwell police discover something suspicious in their paperwork, John's happy bubble... Topical <laughs> is about to be burst. <laughs> uh, the action of the movie takes place during the next hectic 24 hours as John, with the assistance of his gullible neighbour, Gary Gardner, played by Neil Morrissey, rush between North and South London attempting, attempting to thwart the police and prevent the two loving wives from coming face to face. Just uh, for our viewers, Neil Morrissey, Men Behaving Badly. Who actually, yeah, it confused me a little bit because in, I can't remember his name in Men Behaving Badly, but... Tony. Tony, yeah. But his opposite was played by... Um, oh, uh, oh. Um, uh, Dr. Thingy, Doc, uh, Martin. Doc, Doc Martin. Yeah. Uh, Martin Clunes. Martin Clunes, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So his name in Men Behaving Badly is Gary. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah. So uh. in this film, Neil Morrissey's name is Gary. Anyway, Cheeky. Yeah. So we'll just have a quick look at the cast as well. Um, yeah, because like we say, it's like a lineup of British comedy here. We've got Danny Dyer. Let's let's let's. Sarah Harding playing Stephanie, Denise Van Outen playing Michelle, Neil Morrissey playing uh, Gary. It says Danny here. That's wrong. Uh, Jeffrey <laughs> Holland, um, Christopher Biggins. You might not recognise some of these names, um, but you'd recognise the faces. Nicholas LaProvost, Lionel Blair, who we know. Yeah. Uh, Nick Wilton uh, plays a taxi driver. You'd recognise him if you saw him. 
Louise Michelle, who's actually Vicky Michelle's daughter, I think. Cliff Richard, Tony Britton, Sue Pollard from Heidi High, Vicky Michelle from Hello Hello. Judy um, Dench. Judy Dench is in it, yeah. Linda Barron, who's from uh, Open All Hours. Yeah. Pat Sharp, who I don't actually remember seeing. Uh, Wendy Craig's in it with Jeffrey Palmer as well. They were in a thing in the 80s. Les <laughs> 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 Dennis, Dennis Waterman, Noel Edmonds and Vernon Kay. And he who shall not be named... Rolf Harris. Rolf Harris, yeah. Moment of silence, pedo. Anyway, so, um, yeah, very low-rated film. Um, let's have a look on IMDb, what it got here. Um, I mean, how did they get Dame Judi Dench to appear in this absolute monstrosity? I do not know. Danny Dyer, wheeler yeah, dealer. Right. He's done a... Go on, go on, go on Judy. Judy here. <laughs> <laughs> we, got, we got a job. We got a job for you, Judes. <laughs> yeah. Dress up as an old lady for a night. Was that Judy? <laughs> you don't know me. You wouldn't have seen me around, though. Yeah. <laughs> don't you die? Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Uh, so 2.7 out of 10 on IMDb. Rotten Tomatoes. Let's have a quick look here. It got uh, zero. Zero, zero percent. Zero percent on Rotten yeah. Tomatoes. Oh, yeah. That's harsh. Yeah, that is harsh. Yeah, reading through the numerous reviews of this, because it was absolutely panned at the time when it came out, a lot of the reviewers were actually saying this is like the um, the sort of death knell, you know, the nail in the coffin for a lot of these sort of ageing British actors. Yeah, and for you, sure. You can see that because, yeah, it's just fucking awful. It's produced by Ray Cooney. Ray Cooney also uh, wrote the screenplay for the play because it was on in the West End. I think it was in the West End anyway for nine years. Bloody hell. Yeah, so like a decent run. Yeah, understand you know? it. So, um, so let's talk bunts. <laughs> Bunts and Burner, nice little earner. How much did, what was the budget? Put it with a budget. So the budget, I think it came in just over uh, $900,000. No, sorry, 900,000 pounds. Surely it's turned a profit. Mm, no. You're joking. No. Total box office was 602 pounds. No. <laughs> yeah. No way. Yeah. 602 quid. Yeah. Yeah. But a lot of the um, aging uh, UK actors that were in it did their parts for free. Really? That yeah, they they um, they fought, foregone uh, or forewent a um, a fee for some reason. I can't remember. Why. Yeah, well, he's probably, you know they, they've they gone. Have, yeah, <laughs> Danny's come out of a few good films. You know, he can ride his glory. Yeah. Little did they know. Yeah. <laughs> but you can just imagine Danny Dyer getting the script for this, and it probably would have taken him about I don't know three or four weeks to read it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And him thinking, yeah, oh, you can imagine him laughing all the way through, going, oh, this yeah. is a right caper, this is. Yeah, it was a biz. And then him just sitting back thinking, oh, eat your heart out, Jason Statham, here I come Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I've made it. I've made it. It's, yeah. been, it's been a show for nine years on the old, uh, the old down the old East End, West End, sorry. Here yeah. we go. Spielberg. Yeah. <laughs> well, they always used to say that on EastEnders. I know, um, like back in the day, whenever they go, they go out for a jolly on EastEnders. They'd always go up west. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Yeah. So yeah. So um, any reviews, Sam? Yes, of course. Yeah, there's a lot of um, oh, very, very entertaining reviews. We'll just go to this first one though, because um, it's actually quite a positive review. They gave it a seven out of ten. And this is from uh, Joe Sop ninety. Gem of a movie, albeit for older moviegoers. It's based on a successful West End play. The movie is a bit like the Carry On movies. A bit. I mean, it is yeah. fucking a lot like the yeah, Carry On movies. Yeah, it is carbon copy, Yeah, but yeah. 40 years later yeah. and you, done poorly. And they even did, like, we'll talk about it momentarily, but they even did, like, speeded up scenes where it looks makes it look more comedy, almost like Benny Hill. There's a, I can actually sort of understand why, it. you know, it's originally a um, play for nine years. 
on, on the West End. Is it the West yeah. End play? Yeah, yeah. So um, so it's been a play. You can you can tell that there's a lot of like it's hard to explain. But there's a lot of going in and out of rooms like for mm. for literally like twenty minutes of the film, and you're like, oh god. Yeah, yeah. It's actually almost a little bit difficult to follow in some some places. Yeah, you don't know yeah. where. Don't know where. Yeah. Don't know, you're from your elbow. <laughs> but you can That's see how it would be fan- probably fantastic on, on stage. Anyway, we'll carry on with this review, sorry. Joe Sop90 continues, um, It's great to see so many old British TV and cinema stars. Many of them were brave to appear on films so late in their careers. Harsh. Yeah, a bit harsh. And they did this for charity. That's right, they did it for charity. Did they? Yeah, apparently. What, Danny dies acting? <laughs> <laughs> It was absolutely delightful to see Judy Dench, Richard Bryars, Brian Murphy and Jeffrey Palmer, to name a few. But blink and you will miss most of them. I watched it three times. <laughs> what? <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> it helps if you're a fan of UK gold. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, accurate. Yeah. Also, if you watch Coronation Street and EastEnders, all five of us, two men and two women and 12-year-old boy, loved it. Please remember, no see, no comment. So Joe Stop 90 absolutely loved it. Um, but then we get to some more realistic reviews. These are all one out of tens. So bad, it's actually terrible. The worst film I've ever seen. Whoops, there goes my career. Um, yeah, so what's this one? Wow, just wow. Hopefully the final nail in the coffin is Danny Doyle's movie career. Well, he's gone from strength <laughs> to strength, mate. He runs a Queen Vic now. Yeah. I'm still slightly wondering what I just watched. While I didn't even make it all the way through, I felt I had to stop before kick my TV screen off the roof. That's a bit, bit of a funny place to watch TV, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why would you just kick it out the door or something? You know, yeah. what, what Joke's on you. You're taking up a few flights of stairs mm. and then kicking it off. Yeah, we've got this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Shut up, Josh. Shut up. <laughs> So this uh, 2 out of 10 for some reason. What a joke from NCARY95. So bad it's actually funny. Well, it's not. And in fact, I'll, we'll come to the part where I just exhaled warm air out of my nose was the most excited where I just went <laughs> like that at one point. Why didn't they think to stop producing after the first scene or even at the planning stage? <laughs> Plot is very bad and I'm surprised it even made the money it did. <laughs> 600, 600 grid. <laughs> Danny Dyer wasn't bad. What? But everyone else didn't suit their roles. Terrible attempt at English comedy, one out of ten. Yeah, I mean, you can all head to IMDb if you want to read some more of these. It's just, I don't know what it's lacking, but it's just... I think, yeah, it's just just lacking acting skills from everyone. Um, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But Denise Van Outen's been on TV for years. No excuse. <laughs> no excuse. And I've <laughs> it's as if Denise Van Outen came to the film and they were like, oh, she was like, what shall my, what shall my character be like? And they, it's like someone just said to her, just watch um, Only Fools and Horses. Del Boy is like the person that you need to mirror. Yeah, Del Boy with a wig. Yeah, she is like, po- oi, oi, yeah. you Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm surprised yeah. she's not actually, oh, she could be in EastEnders for all we know. By now, yeah, she probably do quite well. She is. Oh, she is actually in EastEnders. Is she? She's Danny. <laughs> no, she's, fuck no, off. no, 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 no. Sorry, I <laughs> she's Danny's daughter's wife. They're happily <laughs> running the Queen Vic. So, anyway, we kick off. 
in the, in the space of about five minutes, you see about 20 household names. Cliff Richard, within two minutes. Danny Dye, sort of, it, it's like this montage of he's just a classic cabbie. Yeah, a cheeky cabbie. Yeah, yeah. he knows everyone. He's driving around London, dropping people off. Yeah. Yeah. He's a happy bunny, you know. He's lo- One thing that comes across, he loves his job. He does, doesn't he? Yeah. He yeah. loves being a cabbie. He's and he, he, has, he has like tea with all the other cabbies. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> talking, talking shit. Yeah. 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 Didn't even a nut, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> all got their thermoses out on the, yeah. on the thermoses. <laughs> jam sandwich. Yeah. Yeah, what, jam and fish paste? It's oh, <laughs> a reference to an earlier episode. <laughs> if you know which episode it was, write in. We won't send you any prizes. Comes across. Uh, there's a mugging taking place in a uh, in a in an alleyway in a dark alleyway. Yeah, and, it, and it, I had to double take. I was like. Yeah, is, that like, da- is, 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 is that her? Is that, is, is that Dame Judy? Have they got her to be in this film? Is this actually, you know, is this actually happening? Big sort of drive, Oi, what are you doing? Yeah, you what are you co- doing? Stop that. Couple of little scallywags. And then the dialogue yeah. is just absolutely shocking isn't it between the two the two burglars and they're like yeah. do you want some mate get yeah. out of here it's none of your business and he's like he's some of my business and it's like goes back and forth back and forth <laughs> Dame Junie Dench turns around and goes to whack a burglar but then just smacks Danny Dyer in the head turns out that her bag's got a tin of cat food in it but this is the bit it's like a proper cartoon like <laughs> Like, um, you know, when someone gets hit in a cartoon, it's like birds going around their head or whatever. Yeah, you yeah. Know, it's like that sort and he's of... just sort of passed out on the pavement. Yeah. It's sort of like a slow motion, um, slow motion sort of rocky montage style hit, isn't it? And it's <laughs> a bloody ruthless. So yeah. It probably does clonk him in the head. It's a big whack. Um, yeah. He goes down like a sack of potatoes and uh, the two burglars... They just run off. They just run off, which yeah. makes no sense. If no. you're gonna, it's a perfect opportunity. She's taking him out. Yeah, just mug just carry on mugging. Yeah. <laughs> just carry on mugging. Yeah, just carry on mugging. <laughs> and, and, and another thing, why are you mugging what is obviously a homeless woman? Yeah, she's like bag lady, isn't she? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> those old bag ladies. Um, but yeah, yeah, they're just like, oh yeah, no. We, we, if we're gonna mug someone, we might as well mug someone who has no house and probably no belongings. That makes yeah, absolute that's sense. Pretty cruel, Ray Cooney. That's not very nice. Then he's he's knocked out on the floor. No, thank you from Dame. No, she inch. just goes off down the alleyway and gets the tin of cat food out of a bag and feeds it to a cat and then says, oh, I might have some of that as well. I think it's some girls or something like that. They phone the police, don't they? Yeah, don't they know. flag down like a police car and they're like, they're down there, there's a couple of guys who've been mugging. So the police goes down there in the old Vauxhall. Yeah, uh, Vauxhall Astra. What I would think, if I was the first policeman on the scene and I saw a guy knocked out on the floor, I'd probably think, I might be one of the robbers. Yeah. But they just automatically assume that he's not and they sort of get him in the car and... And, and off, he's, off he pops to hospital. So then we see Denise Van Outen for the first time. She wakes up, turns over, and he's not come home last night. No. And she's like, where's my jolly? Where's my jolly? OTT. Panicking and like looks outside and his cab's not there where it's usually parked. Freaking, freaking out. She gets on the phone to the to the popo. Cuts into Sarah Harding. Yeah, Sarah Harding, yeah. She um she wakes up in um I've just got to get this right. So Sarah Harding's in Finsbury yeah. and, and Michelle is Denise Van Outen. She's in Stockwell. Yeah, yeah. Stockwell, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Stockton. And Sarah, Hard- Sarah Harding wakes up and does an even worse, <laughs> even worse sort of rendition of waking up. Where's my Johnny? Yeah, yeah. Where's my Johnny? Where are you? And then looks yeah. out the window again and all yeah. his cab's not there. His cab's not there. Yeah. Do we go to the hospital at that point? We do. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. It's almost like he's been there overnight just for... And he comes out with a, the sort of comedy bandage around his, his head. <laughs> that's not how you do it. He looks like an East End karate kid, you know. Yeah. He's got <laughs> the bandana on. But you can tell here as well that that they they filmed this bit 
probably across different days or even weeks because the bandage changes positions yeah. and thicknesses <laughs> throughout, yeah, throughout, throughout the whole scenes. scene. <laughs> he's all dreary. He's like, hello. And he's just, you know, <laughs> pretending to be concussed. Off he, off he pops. Yeah, detective... Um, I've got detective drives him home. He does, yeah. It takes him back to the Stockwell flat. I'll just check my notes here. Stockwell is Denise Van Aan. Yeah, yeah. that's correct. Yeah, so it goes, goes back to Stockwell. The uh, the first person that we see is actually um, their neighbour. I can't remember what her name is. But she sticks her head out the window going, Oh, hi, Johnny! Then they confuse her for his missus or something. Yeah, yeah. that's right. And then Denise Van Aan opens the window. He's like, Oh, my Johnny! Oh, where have you been? Oh. What's happened? <laughs> What's happened to you? <laughs> <laughs> what have you done? <laughs> um, so then, yeah, they provide and he's trying to tell him what's happened and Danny dies still half concussed and, and then we see Neil Morrissey and um, I've just put Neil Morrissey's Cockney is awful it is absolutely awful his jokes are really poor and I can't even, I didn't even write them down because they're that poor Danny Dyer's like shitting himself because he's like oh what's my schedule yeah he goes, goes oh, what, what time is it out. yeah he goes what time is it and it's like was it 7.30 in the morning or something yeah. like that can't even remember his own schedule See, this is where we find out that he was supposed to be in Finsbury, Finsbury with Stephanie who's played by Sarah Harding and then we come to know that he's a, a bigamist he's starting to really panic and thinking oh I've got to go I've got to go but it's still all a bit concussed and Denise yeah. is like no you're going yeah. nowhere Wee. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you ain't going nowhere then this bit really pissed me off right because Denise takes him upstairs and she's like there she goes no you're not going anywhere I'm going to put the kettle on and make a cup of coffee what <laughs> how fucking dare you <laughs> I was there like that is absolutely outrageous. If she fucking gets some Kenko out now and not PG tits, I'm losing yeah. my shit. There's never been. I mean, we, we, we've got bloody Cockney Sparrow, bloody yeah. wrapped up in a. He's a cab driver. You always bloody oh Johnny every two seconds. Make a cup of coffee. What is this, Ray Cooney? Yeah. You strange fellow. I've um, got to say that if she said tea there, it would have made the film brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it at least got 1% on yeah. Rotten Tobias. I think he sort of ends up admitting to his mate, Neil Morrissey, that, that he's got two wives. And Yeah, and he's and supposed he go, to be his best mate as well, yeah. and he's never told him. Never told him. Yeah. That's rule number one, mate. You have got two birds. Yeah, because yeah, first of all, he goes to Gary, played by Neil Morrissey. He goes, um, oh, you know, I've... Got, a, got another girl. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it's it. It's like, what? But, you, you know, you're married to um, Michelle. Denise. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, no, like my other girl. I'm also married to her as well. So he basically confesses that he's a yeah. bigamist. Is and uh, Gary's all shocked. But the most ludicrous part is then he goes on to explain how it happened. And he's like, the first wedding was lovely. And then he goes <laughs> on. But then, a, a week later, <laughs> he's, he goes, I'm dropping this bird off to Finsbury Park and I had really heavy luggage and I took it upstairs and, and, and put it in the room and, and, and she just she said do you want to come in for a beer and I just went in for a beer and then it goes on and he goes and then I had another beer and another beer another and beer goes, and, and one that, thing led to another yeah, and then she proposed to me that night and I was like <laughs> he's shitting himself he's, he's no more and this is where the, the plot starts to grossly unfold so then they get a phone call about the press have got a note and he's a hero so yeah. they want to come there and do a do a story on him and He's like, oh shit, I can't be seen in a paper. Yeah, because his other wife, who is uh, Stephanie. Stephanie. <laughs> in he's like, Finsbury. Finsbury. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Stephanie in Finsbury, can't yeah. see it. And 
um, yeah, it's probably like an evening standard, you know, like yeah. one of the free papers, isn't it? So yeah. he's like shitting himself. He's like, oh God, I can't be in the paper. But the, obviously the wife is keen. She's like, yeah, brilliant. Oh, I'm going to go and do my makeup. Yeah. Uh, Denise ran out and she's like, oh, I've yeah. me, Michelle, sorry. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to go and do my makeup. Before he turns up, they both phone the police, don't they? Both Michelle and Stephanie phone the police and report him missing. John Smith, taxi driver, he's, he's missing. He's not come home. Yeah, so yeah. that's where the police get involved. Yeah, that's how they get like those two John Smiths out there and they're a bit confused. Yeah. Press come um, and sort of uh, his mate Gary so he said look you got to hold them off mm. you know I can't be seen they take the picture that's it and he's like I love them both so much I don't want to lose any of them it's like you selfish bastard <laughs> <laughs> John you absolute helmet what yeah. are you talking at about at least sacrifice Stephanie in Finsbury because you just Agreed to marry her on a whim when you got pissed at her. You had a few Stellars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Stella. Um, well, Morrissey holds off the press and then completely makes an absolute hash job of it. Oh, yeah, it's terrible. And this is the bit where, you know, it's from room to room and people are having to hide behind doors and. I've just put like carry on film. It is totally it? like a carry on film. And, and it's here and it's like, it's the right fucking caper, this is, you know? Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> so it just goes through this like montage of like people going in and out of rooms and yeah, John's so hiding from his wife and his wife's like where's my Johnny yeah because Johnny's he's trying to get in his cab to go to uh, Stafford over in Finsbury Park isn't yeah, he yeah, yeah. he just um, wants to get away from wife number one when the the guy from the newspaper turns up his name's Dick. The photographer associate young lady is called Francis. <laughs> Gary Neil Morrissey pretends to be John. That was it. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, but he said he actually says to Francis, "Oh, can I call you Fanny?" So it's like Dick and Fanny. Oh god. And yeah, I mean it's fucking puerile, really. But yeah, then he he gets in a taxi, doesn't he? he flags down a taxi and he goes to Finsbury Park to see wife number two. But then we get do get a little bit of a, a flash of um, of humour here because we get uh, good old Christopher Biggins, like Danny Dyer. You know, he was he was made for a certain <laughs> for a certain <laughs> casting, wasn't he? Yeah. Biggins. Yeah, actually quite amusing. Yeah, he is a stage actor. You know, he's fantastic in theatre. Christopher Biggins. You know, he's like the the fairy godmother and all this sort of yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very camp comedy. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. good fun. Yeah, it's so fantastic. Christopher Biggins and and Cyril, um, his husband Cyril. Um, who's Lionel Blair, They're, they live above him and um, Sarah Harding, a.k.a. Yeah. wife number two, a.k.a. Yeah. Stephanie. Stephanie. Yeah. Um, so they sort of, yeah, in Finsbury, so they sort of come in there and he knows them and they're, you know, the neighbours upstairs and stuff. They're like, oh, where's where's Stephanie? And she's doing an aerobics class. Yeah, at the, the local church hall. Oh, at the church hall with the old dears. Yeah, with the old dears. Yeah, she's yeah. like, all right, come on, guys, here we go, keep going. And it's like this comical where she, <laughs> she doesn't stop them from exercising, they all start yeah. to die. Police turn up and say they want a word with Stephanie and she goes okay I'll go over here but keep on going ladies like yeah. this and then it keeps cutting back to the women like they're all passing out and <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're being carried off on stretches. keep going ladies yeah obviously John Smith Danny Dyer aka uh, walks in and sort of Oi. catches up with the officer and comes up with this absolutely absurd um, story of why his addresses are different and there's two John Smiths both have been hit on the same on the head in the same night he was over in you know, somewhere else or out. What did he say? He was out in Luton. Out in Luton and he broke down in Luton and he hit his head on a on a beam and yeah. the farmer's oh, wife was a nurse and ludicrous. dressed his head. And because, of course, he's having to say this in front of Stephanie and a policeman. And so he's having to say something that will convince the policeman but n not sound too stupid to Steph, his wife, at the yeah. same time. There's a cut scene here and this is the only bit where I just went, 
the cab that uh, John Smith's taken, I don't know why he didn't take his own cab, but he basically got another cabbie to drive him around to, to Finsbury and the, the town hall and all this sort of stuff. And uh, a woman comes up to the cab driver because the cab driver's been told to just wait outside and, and the woman goes to him, oh, are you free? And the cab driver goes, I'm not going to be free for another two weeks because, of course, there's a massive fee on the meter, massive fare it's on the meter just, now. Yeah, it's just ticking over. Yeah, and that was like, and that was literally the only thing that made me even express any sort of enjoy- <laughs> enjoyment <laughs> in this. Someone brings in a newspaper and he sees that there's they're already on the front page. Yeah. So he's there with you know Stephanie. Mm. He's on the front page with Michelle. So what does he choose to do? He chooses to rip the front page off and start to eat start it. Start to eat it, yeah. Then he jumps back in the cab and realises that he's got to drive around the local area, basically stealing all of the newspapers so that neither... Well, no, just so Stephanie in, in Finsbury doesn't actually see the paper. There's actually a, a policeman steps around the corner, but then he obviously sees that there's a film crew and he steps back. He would have seen Danny Dyer stealing these papers but then realises that it's it's a film. <laughs> you know? I didn't even see that. Didn't you? No, <laughs> yeah. hell. Yeah. So there's an actual real copper yeah. in the film that just goes, oh, I shouldn't be in this shot. Like <laughs> Classic Met. Yeah. yeah. Then like it goes, he goes back to Finsbury again to discover that this... That, so there's two policemen. One's like this older, nice guy who's a bit dopey and stuff, and then there's like this young guy who's got the bit between his teeth. Yeah, he's really a bit sharper, think, isn't yeah, he? Yeah. He really feels that Danny's a fucking villain. Yeah. And he's like, I'm going to get you, bastard. I'm yeah. Gonna fucking yeah. I don't know what, I master. don't know what you're into. Yeah. Well, I'm going to find out. I'm going to find out. <laughs> drugs for you. I fucking hate you, Danny Dyer. So we're in Finsbury, so we're back with... Biggins, yeah, and um, so Neil Morrissey's followed Danny Dyer, or or Danny Dyer, because mate Gary's followed Johnny to to the flat, and um, and the policeman comes in all of the time. Like this is just where it goes fucking batshit. So Biggins <laughs> and fucking Lionel are upstairs, <laughs> fucking couple upstairs, and they've just absolutely they've broken a fucking shower well this is yeah it's because they make dresses Lionel Blair makes dresses and he needs to dye a dress and he dyed he dyes this dress in the bath with this red dye but can't turn the water off it's batshit there's absolutely no there is no point having red dye in this scene at all no there's there's absolutely no need for it It, I I cannot understand and it looks like like the never ending fountain of like you know the the, what was it the uh, strawberry flavoured lilt or whatever it was um, mango lilt it's just like this insepid like cherry aid style yeah just going everywhere just pissing through the ceiling yeah it makes the ceiling collapse yeah because fucking Lionel and Biggins are upstairs they're pissing it through to bloody Danny Dyer's they, it's just bad. it's just so unnecessary and then uh, and then the cop comes in so the one who's a bit sharper doesn't he comes yeah. in and he's like and Neil Morrissey and, and Thingy are there and then oh yeah he nearly rumbles them here doesn't he um, well yeah. he, he, he does sort of work it out but then uh, John and Gary like John pretends that him and Gary are having an affair so that when Michelle who's coming round to the Finsbury flat finds them obviously it's much more convenient for them to be busted as a gay couple than it would be for to be found out that her husband is actually a bigamist and yeah, married someone yeah, else yeah yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know would you go with a guy probably would have gone with a, a marriage wouldn't yeah you? well no because like if you could convince her that you're actually gay then that's fine because you're probably just going to lose her as a wife but if you say oh I'm a bigamist she's going to phone the police and you're probably going to go to prison Hmm. Really? I reckon. 
Yeah, well, yeah. fair enough. Yeah. And I suppose <laughs> you only you only use fifty percent of your wives at that point because the other one's not going to know the better. Yeah, that's true. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, um, so he thinks he's got there, and then Danny, it's a hilarious moment where Danny died, like pretends to be gay, and he like sort of they're both sat on the couch, and he sort of puts his arm over Morrissey's. Yeah, Morrissey goes, doesn't realise what's going on, does he? Sort of takes him a minute to realise. Kisses him on the cheek. Yeah. And it's like, well, you okay. see, me and Gary, we've been uh, we've been together, <laughs> yeah, yeah, for a little while. And this is our flat. This is our little bolt hole. But then the cop, the sharp cop that turns up, he gets roped into the bloody flood scenario that's coming down from upstairs yeah. as well. Yeah, and then he, he tells, picks up the phone because like the um, so Denise Van Outen, aka Michelle, is calling constantly because Neil Morrissey, the pillock, had two numbers and he mixed them up, then both on the side. So she calls the wife. Yeah, the she, wife's house thinking yeah, it's right. the mm. yeah. Fair, sorry, guys, this is really confusing. Yeah, it does get confusing. Don't watch we'll it. <laughs> Don't watch it to understand it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just, just, just trust us. Yeah. I'd just like to point out, and this is completely relevant to absolutely everything that's gone on in everyone else's life. But I did notice that the newspaper um, it's got an advert for Alan Day Volkswagen, and that's where I used to take my golf to get serviced. <laughs> I was like, oh, Alan Day. That's where I used to take the golf. Oh, yeah, Alan Day. How is Alan? Is it right? They um, still send me emails. Do they? Yeah, saying, do you want your golf service? So I'm like, I don't know, I've been in New Zealand for nearly nine years now. And I tell them every year, no, I live in New Zealand now, but I'm still on their mailing list. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Your golf, your yeah. golf service. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we your we golf digress, service. sorry. Lionel Blair starts trying to vacuum... <laughs> Fucking <laughs> just to vacuum the water that's going down a hole as well and then gets like, electrocuted and falls through the ceiling <laughs> his little ass like falls yeah. through the ceiling yeah. and makes the hole even bigger and biggins is like oh my little dear <laughs> oh no what are you doing <laughs> but that's where because they realize that michelle's coming around but they realize that they can pretend that they live in the flat upstairs where biggins and lionel blair are because they've gone off to hospital now and he thinks oh i can change the uh, the name tag on the on, on the, the flat, door. on the flat number. Change it to the other side of the fucking estate. Yeah. Don't or just remove it altogether. Yeah. Just don't put it on top of because he's told them the the address and it's like you know like Teesside Courts or whatever or mm. you know Lewin Court. Lewin Court. Yeah. So, but there's no number. So she so go there and then they see all the names there and so yeah they don't know and then they they sort of go upstairs and she's like trying to kick Lionel Blair's door out and then at this point Danny Dyer's trying to climb up, up through into the it, flat into the flat yeah. into uh, Biggins and Blair's. And yeah, she end up like they they sort of become this tussle and they're trying to get themselves through this hole which Lionel Blair's arse has left. <laughs> and they're like trying to squeeze themselves up this hole and, and then all of a sudden like what Danny Dyer's trousers come down, he's yeah. got his tiny white he's got like his <laughs> white fucking shit stained pants on. Let's um, and uh, and yeah, for some reason he like put, then he's pulling up going and they look like they're they're in embrace, don't they? And of course at that moment, wife number one, we're going to call it. Yeah, Denise Michelle. Michelle, yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Uh, bursts in to see them embracing each other and she's horrified. It's, it's yeah. confirmed. Yeah, she's convinced that they're, they're a couple. Yeah, she goes fucking mental. They're in just this sticky fucking situation and John Smith, he can't get out of this apart from telling lies. And he starts saying that, I think it's um, maybe an hour 15 into the movie that it's the first time that the wives actually meet. But John tells Michelle that Steph is a... Yeah, called trans- Fred. Yeah, called Fred or transgender or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, really? Yeah. 
All very really? convincing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gary's obviously pretending to be John Smith. There's people there that know that he's Gary, but there's people that think he's John Smith. And it's almost exhausting. At this it point. is rather. You're just like, oh, yeah. for God's sake, just tell them all. But he just doesn't. He doesn't want to tell them. Calm down. And then it goes back to cop shop again, and the cops are convinced that um, you know it's all lies to to cover up something. He f- he finally sort of caves and and says, oh. And you think, oh, it's all going to come out now. And he actually mm. sits there and says, me and Gary aren't gay. Um, you know, there was no farm. What it is, I've got two two homes because I'm a bigamist, you know, oh, and I've got two it. wives. And yeah. the cop thinks, this guy's been fucking lying to me for a long time. This is also a massive lie. Yeah. And he just that. says to him, I don't, I don't believe you. You know, one day I'm going to get you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll be watching you. Yeah, I'm going to be watching you with John. two wives. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, it sort it sort of comes to like a climax, doesn't it? Just just before he gets taken in there, and it's sort of they're all like he got both wives there, and and it, it somehow manages to convince the um, uh, one of the wives that the the other wife is is a transvestite called Fred. Yeah, and then he manages to convince the other one that his other wife is. Is just a lunatic, and that he's, and then he's like, "Oh, he's just going to drop her to the station or, yeah. or that thing." And then, no, 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 no. He's sorry. He think Fred. So, <laughs> God, fuck's sake. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> so Stephanie then thinks that Gary, aka Neil Morrissey, is married to the blonde mad one. Yeah, Michelle That's, Denise. Yeah, Van yeah. and he's, yeah. she's like, "Why aren't you taking it?" And he's like, yeah. "Oh, I don't know." <laughs> <laughs> just like get on with it, yeah. And then he goes to the police station, and it's yeah. all very serious. And and he and he goes, all right. Well, I don't believe you. Oh, you bastard! I'll get you. Get out of here, you yeah. little, little scallywag. <laughs> and that's the end of the fucking film, yeah. really. Well, no, because it's almost left open for um for part two, <laughs> run for your wife, part two, because they're lying in bed. You know, John's completely off the hook. You know, is is enjoying back in being in his bigamist bloody marriages. Lads, lads, lads. Yeah, and then, but both of the women, like you see shots of him in bed with one of them, then shot in bed with the other one, and they both confess that they're both pregnant. And you're like, oh no, oh, there's going to no. be a number two. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. No, and then that's the end of the film. Yeah, yeah. Utter tripe. Yeah, and and really, like mentally exhausting. It's really hard to keep up with it. it was. And reading that back tonight was even yeah. more exhausting. <laughs> yeah. So sorry like, for any confusion. Yeah. <laughs> if you actually got the general outcome of the film there, then you know, give yourself a pat on the back. Well done. But this is um, it's actually the first film that we were were unable to to find online. So we actually had to order this from eBay in the UK. You know, we're obviously recording this in New Zealand. And uh, so it was. It was. I think it was four four ninety five four four pounds ninety five on eBay. Yeah. Um. And then you've got um like customs like import duty and and postage. So we actually ended up paying about twenty five quid for this DVD. Yeah, oh God. <laughs> And it actually came by. Uh, it came from Litchfield, which is probably about half an hour from where I used to live in the UK. Yeah, Litchfield, Birmingham, uh, Leipzig in Germany, Hong Kong, <laughs> and then to Auckland. Yeah. See more the world than me. Yeah, it has. Yeah, it's, it's like in these COVID times, it's done more yes. travelling than a lot of people. This DVD has. <laughs> and I can imagine these, like whoever it was that I bought it off on eBay in the UK, thinking. Jesus, this person's paying fifty dollars yeah. <laughs> you know, to see it this be, film. Must be a huge, huge Danny Dyer fan. Yeah. We did find it online, but it was in Spanish. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> 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 Fucking ludicrous. 
Yeah. I'm el cab driver. Yeah. In fact, I think it probably would have been really quite hilarious if it was um Yeah. Yeah, just watch the whole thing in Spanish. It would have been a lot funnier than it actually was. But I just want to read this one quote from Mark Kermode. Um Kermode, what was her name? <laughs> Mark Kerm or oh, sorry, Mark Kermode. Um yeah, right, quite a famous film a famous film reviewer in the UK. Um he said even by Danny Dyer's unbelievably dismal standards, it is unwatchable. And it really is. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah it's a, a really poor film. Don't yeah. don't watch it. Basically, yeah. <laughs> there's, there's what we're here for. Yeah, don't, don't watch it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, it's uh, it's amazing that the DVD had had quite a route it to did. us, and uh, yeah. I hope it stayed in quarantine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> banter. Yeah, quarantine banter. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. So um, so yeah, that was run for your wife. Run for your wife. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. Episode nine, final episode of uh, our first season. Bloody next week. Yeah, that's gone quickly. It is. Oh so, yeah. Nice. Episode nine, El Finito. Yeah. Well, look, guys, thank you so much for for tuning in. Until next time, my name is Jared. My name's Sam. Thank you for listening. Get out of my pub. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, everyone. This episode of Things What Not to Watch was written and produced by Jareth and Sam in a double bass studio, Auckland, New Zealand. Oh, I love all shit. I'll turn it off. <laughs>